This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is May 14th, 2019, and this is Friday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On the Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. Just as I finished recording yesterday, my electricity cut out and a tornado watch was issued. Wake Forest, the next town over, got pelted with golf ball-sized hail for several minutes. Luckily, no one was injured, but the fact that the storm hit right as I posted the episode tells me one thing. I'm doing God's work here. And so, the show must go on. With the runner on third and no one out in the bottom of the third, the Angels trail the Twins 2-1. to one. Jose Barrias delivers the 3-1 pitch to Shoei Otani. That is skied oh. out toward left center field, hit well. Boxed it, moving back to the track. That is gone. Whoa. Oh, wow, is that a crush. Big fly, Otani-san is first of the year, and the Angels have taken the lead. Otani's first home run of the 2019 campaign was a mammoth shot to center field to put the Angels up 3-2, and they would go on to win the game 5-4. Although Otani will not be pitching at all until next season due to Tommy John's surgery in the offseason, it sure is good to see him in the lineup. Honestly, I hate when players are on the injured list. I get it. You want to be very cautious with your players, especially this early on in the season, but not having your best players in the lineup just doesn't feel right. It does give minor league prospects opportunities to prove themselves, but it's always nice to have your stars in the game. Welcome back, Otani. I know I just said that I don't talk much about potential trades or signings based on rumors and hearsay, but Bleacher Report is reporting that the Tampa Bay Rays are looking at free agent starting pitcher Dallas Keuchel, according to MLB Network's John Heyman. My comments about Keuchel were that it would take a major injury for him to get signed by a team. Well, that injury was Tyler Glass now. Tampa is going to want to keep their momentum moving forward, especially since the Yankees are getting closer and closer to full strength and the Red Sox are starting to right the ship. Tampa cannot afford to take their foot off the pedal. Keiko to Tampa could be a real possibility, especially at the beginning of June. Buster only tweeted out this reminder. The unsigned Dallas Keuchel, 197 days have passed since the end of last year's World Series and the start of the free agency period. If he waits another 21 days for the start of the amateur draft, he'll no longer be tied to the draft pick compensation. The bigger question is, will Tampa offer a deal to Keuchel that he'll find attractive? He has been very vocal about the feelings on what he is worth and what contract he feels he deserves. I'll admit that even this story is a little more intriguing than I once thought, so I'm not completely stubborn. President Donald Trump is taking credit for the Red Sox current hot streak. Here is his tweet. Has anyone noticed that all the Boston Red Sox have done is win since coming to the White House? Others are also doing very well. The White House visit is becoming the opposite of being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. By the way, the Boston players were great guys. Writing for Yahoo Sports, Mike Oz gives his take on this tweet, but I find it a bit aggressive. Here's what he had to say about Trump's quote. This shouldn't be too surprising. Trump, even before he was president, has been a glory hound. Becoming president hasn't slowed down his desire to take credit for things to which he's only tangibly attached, and it takes a special kind of person to operate like that. Hey, Mike, it was a joke. Relax. He goes on to give 
four talking points to explain why the Red Sox hot streak can be attributed to anything else but Donald Trump. Let me read you the last one. To Trump's credit, maybe he's right about the White House becoming the opposite of the SI cover jinx. The Clemson football team hasn't lost a game since it visited the White House and ate all that fast food. Neither has the Baylor women's basketball team or North Dakota State's football team since they visited a few weeks ago. None of those teams have played a game either, but let's not worry about that part. Hey, Mike, again, it was a joke. Relax. And your list updates. According to the Chicago Sun-Times and news that didn't come as a surprise, White Sox general manager Rick Hahn said left-hander Carlos Rondon will undergo Tommy John surgery Wednesday. Rondon landed on the injured list with elbow inflammation on May 2nd and spoke that day about the possibility of having Tommy John surgery, the procedure to repair the ulnar collateral ligament. He will be out until at least June of next year. That's, a full, that's more than a full year. I think he is at peace with it in terms of the road ahead of him, manager Rick Hahn said. He knows it's not going to be an easy rehab, but at the same time, it's one that has a very, very high likelihood of success and one that should put him in a position to continue on and have a very, very promising career once he returns. The Pirates announced yesterday they have transferred Jamison Tyone, the pitcher expected to be their ace this season, to the 60-day injured list with an elbow issue, according to SportingNews.com. Tyone told reporters at the time he's had an issue with his arm since spring training, but it felt different following a May 1st start against the Rangers. He had Tommy John surgery on his elbow in 2014. Here's what Jamison has to say. I wasn't sure if it was regular wear and tear because I've had surgery in that part of my arm. I'm obviously not exactly happy or pleased with anything, but I guess it could be worse. Having a history in that area, I was kind of beating myself up over it, and I was kind of worried. So to hear that it's 100%, the bone where they drilled the hole for the surgery and everything is 100%, that was a big sigh of relief. With Chris Archer currently on the injured list, things aren't looking so bright for the Buckos. MLB Trade Rumors reports that the Yankees announced yesterday that right-hander Jonathan Loisinga has been placed on the 10-day injured list due to a shoulder strain, and manager Aaron Boone announced to reporters that Loisinga won't throw a baseball for at least the next four weeks. He was supposed to start last night, but with the game postponed to Wednesday for a doubleheader against the Orioles due to rain, it made no difference. While we're talking about the Yankees, they also announced that Miguel Andujar will be returning to the injured list due to his right labrum tear. He had already missed over a month of playing time with the same shoulder before being activated just last week. Now, I'm no doctor, but my orthopedic, he had mentioned to me several times that a small labrum tear doesn't indicate a need for surgery. You can have a tear and not even notice it. You might just chalk it up to a sore shoulder or sleeping on it wrong or anything like that. It's very possible to go about your normal duties with the labrum tear. But at the professional level and with the work and grind that these players go through, that's less likely. My assessment is this. Anduhar will end up having surgery and be done for the year. Hopefully I'm jinxing this and he stays off the injured list altogether, but I am doubtful. According to ESPN, Philadelphia Phillies reliever David Robertson was told by Dr. James Andrews not to throw for three weeks to allow his flexor strain in his right elbow time to heal. While he hasn't pitched since April 14th, and although Philadelphia does not have a timetable for his return, he is expected to miss at least another month. According to Bleach Report, Boston Red Sox second baseman Dustin Pedroia's rehab has been delayed due to knee soreness. Pete Abraham of the Boston Globe reported the Red Sox view Pedroia's setback as minor. Pedroia has been on the injured list since April 18th after coming back for a few games since only playing three games last year. Manager Alex Cora has this to say. He was just sore. Most likely he'll fly in tonight. We'll see him tomorrow, and then we'll go from there. But I talked to him this morning. He doesn't feel it's something major. Just him being smart about it. He's not going to take any chances at this point. And a brief update on Cleveland's starting pitcher Mike Clevenger. SportingNews.com reports that the Indians pitcher could throw a bullpen session when the team visits the White Sox today if he's feeling well after his workout from Sunday. 
Clevenger threw some long-distance pitches Sunday morning before the Indians game against the Athletics in Oakland that were about 250, 300 feet, somewhere around there. It's the second time in the last three outings he's thrown long pitches. Clevenger hasn't pitched since April 7th when he aggravated a muscle in his right shoulder. So far, Clevenger said his shoulder is feeling all right after taking a month off. It feels the same, Clevenger said. It feels good. We'll see how it reacts on Monday and go from there. And in a bit of good news, finally, the Twins appear to have escaped serious injury with designated hitter Nelson Cruz, according to TwinCities.com. Cruz, who left Sunday's game with left wrist soreness, said his MRI on Monday came out clean. He is day-to-day, but appeared confident that he would avoid the injured list and be able to swing a bat today or Wednesday. I have to be a good kid and just be patient, Cruz said. Well, that was exhausting. So, quick takes. According to MLB Trade Rumors, the Indians are calling upon top minor league outfitter Oscar Mercado. Mercado, a former second-round pick who was picked up in a trade last summer from the Cardinals, has been on a tear for most of the season at AAA. He's slashing 294, 396, and 496 over 140 plate appearances with four home runs and 14 stolen bases in 17 attempts. NBC Sports reports that the Royals announced yesterday that infield prospect Nicky Lopez will be promoted to the majors ahead of Tuesday's series opener against the Rangers. Second baseman Whit Merrifield will move to the outfield to allow Lopez to become the full-time second baseman. Lopez is the Royals' number eight prospect. He was performing well at AAA Omaha, batting 353, 457, and 500 with three home runs, 13 RBI, 27 runs scored in nine stolen bases, and 138 plate appearances. I think it's very exciting to see these minor league prospects come up to the big leagues in order to demonstrate their stuff. This should be an interesting story to follow. Local Athletics designated Kendris Morales for assignment less than two months after trading for him, the Score.com reports. In order to make room for Mark Canna, who was reinstated yesterday, and with the return of slugger Chris Davis, there's simply no playing time available for Morales. A's manager Bob Melvin had this to say, maybe he didn't put up great numbers, but this is a terrific teammate. Yesterday, he didn't play, and there was a lot of speculation about him going away, and all he's doing in the dugout is rooting for every guy we have on every pitch. Just a great guy to have on a team. Oakland now has seven days to trade, waive, or release Morales. In an interview with WXYZ Detroit, Justin Verlander gives his theory on why he thinks his Tigers never won the World Series. The reason? I think the reason was the time off before the two World Series. Um, I think we had the talent to do it for many, many years. Uh, When it comes to playoff time, it's kind of a, a, a roll of the dice. I mean, it comes down to the hottest team at the right time. And I think we were that team twice, and just we got cooled off by the by the weak layoff for the World Series both times. Um, sucks. It's the name of the game. I mean, probably the only sport, this sport, that the time off like that will hurt you. I felt bad. Mr. I put his heart and soul into this organization and uh, did everything he possibly could to allow us to win a championship and came close a couple times. Uh, it's probably one of my biggest regrets is not winning one for him. Verlander is making his second start ever against the Tigers when he faces them tomorrow night. In his last start in September 2018, he gave up two runs over seven innings and a 3-2 Astros win. When asked if his second trip back to Detroit will be any easier, he said, I don't think so. I think anytime I'm going to come back here, it'll be a pretty nerve-wracking experience. In metaphorical baseball fashion, the Oakland Athletics have gotten to first base on their quest for a new stadium, according to ESPN. The city's port commission on yesterday took a first step in providing land at Howard Terminal, where the A's hope to build a 35,000-seat stadium as part of a housing and rental development. Commissioners tentatively agreed to give the team four years to complete an environmental impact report for the 50-acre site. There is still plenty of work left in order to make a new stadium happen, but you can't make it home unless you touch every single bag along the way. That'll do it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in to Tuesday's edition of On the Hop News. I've got another challenge for you. 
If you're in line or going through the drive-thru for Taco Tuesday, think about paying for someone else's meal. Why? Because it's a kind gesture and it actually brightens your day as well. Give it a go. Talk with you tomorrow.